Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. This is our second time starting the podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth. <laughs> we watched Eclipse this week, yes. but we're going to talk about Midnight's first because we are both very big Taylor Swift fans. Yes, and, and my reasoning also is that Abby, friend of the pod, listened to Midnight specifically because she listens to a baseball labor union podcast, and she said that they spent half of the podcast talking about Midnight's by Taylor Swift. And if they can do that on a baseball podcast, I think we can definitely do that on a uh, pop culture decom this is kind of related to taylor swift anyway it's fine my connection was um i saw rumors that the song haunted from taylor's speak now uh was originally going to be for one of the twilight movies and then for some reason it wasn't used and that kind of makes sense with like the vibe of the song and the way that it's written and compared comparison to like the rest of speak now it just like isn't really the same vibe but she's like this is a good song i gotta make sure i use it so also back to december was written about taylor lautner who was in twilight I can't wait wait for Speak Now Taylor's version. <laughs> Speak Now is one of my favorites. Oh my god, do you think there's going to be a bunch more John Mayer songs? Because, like, <gasps> I'm here for it. Yes. <laughs> Anything that slanders John Mayer, I'm here for it. John Mayer slander page. Um, oh yeah, so we were going to talk about Midnight's too, because that um, just came out. Kelly and I have um, a good group of friends who are all girls, and we are the only two who can be considered Swifty. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> listen, we have friends who, like, listen to Taylor Swift, and they're not even in, like, the misogynistic way, but, like, Maddie refuses to consider her- herself a Swiftie, and I'm like, you literally bought Lover on vinyl because you like it so much. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, we're big fans of the 3AM edition. Yes, because, um, th- I was saying that too, I pre-ordered the album and my CD is stuck in, uh, Michigan, and I saw TikTok today, apparently everyone's CDs are stuck in Michigan. But Fun I'm Michigan. yeah, I'm disappointed because I'm only gonna get the original thirteen tracks, which aren't bad. But I really like the additional seven. So um, yes, I said I was a big fan of Antihero, even though I'm not normally like a lead single kind of person. I'm a big fan, even though she says everyone's a sexy baby. Yes, despite the controversial <laughs> sexy baby lyric. Um, I love Karma, even though I don't agree. Karma is her boyfriend. <laughs> I also saw, like, okay, people are trying to over-explain things. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah. she's so smart because Karma's her boyfriend because, like, Joe is so good, but also, like, this relationship is Karma. And I'm like, no. Like, no. Yeah. Like, yes, we karma understand what she's going for. Karma in her lap, guys. That was, okay, the other thing. So I took notes over my first listen, which I will not share here because that is too in-depth for this. But, um... <laughs> Taylor is such a millennial. She is just, like, the definition of millennial. That's like, true. the beginning of vigil- vigilante shit. Draw your cat eyes thick enough. Yeah. yeah. Sharp enough to kill a man. That's just, I do like, love it's vigilante like peak, shit. It's, like, peak BuzzFeed millennial. Yep. Like, she just, like, never got over that, which is fine. She is a millennial. It's fine. You're gonna it's get fine. older. It's cool. Um, I did explain how... It- Object- I'm saying this objectively, not as a fan, but Taylor Swift is one of the greatest songwriters of our generation, the most beautiful, poetic shit you've ever heard in your life. But with that comes balance, and we must have something- sometimes it's gonna be cringy. Yeah. Like, remember, she is a 30-year-old white woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna get cringy. It's also pop music, but these songs right. are not gonna be the same as Evermore and Folklore, you where she has these very, like, You can't lyrical... expect a god-tier level of songwriting on every single one. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen that way. Well, and even, like, throughout, like, kind of the, like, cringy, or not even cringy, but, like, more poppy and just, like, fun lyrics, you have, mm-hmm. like, those deeper ones within there. So, yeah. it's, like, woven in. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites is Sweet Nothing, but I also really like Mastermind. 
and we talked about how it's funny because Invisible Sweet <laughs> Invisible Sweet she's like oh my god everything was meant to be it all fell into place the mastermind she's like nah it was all me <laughs> yes and that's where I brought up that I saw somebody searched like the Google trends of the night of the Met Gala where Taylor Swift met Joe Alwyn and there was one search for Joe Alwyn on Google that night it was Taylor Swift absolutely you know it was and, like, she even talks about it in Lover. No one knew she's, who Joe Allen was then. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. She talks about it in Lover. She's like, um, what, I don't remember what line it is, but it's something about, like, I wanted to get to know everything about you. Like, Yeah, it's like, uh, first night I met you, went home and searched you on the internet. Yeah, she admits it. <laughs> um, my other fave was would have, could have, should have, because fuck John Mayer. Again, this is a John Mayer hate podcast. I saw a TikTok that it showed them performing Whitehorse, like, when she was 19 and he was 32. She looks like a child. Yeah. Well, all of the things I see of her at 19, like, it's all, like, sparkly makeup. And she's in, like, her fearless, like, beginning of Speak Now era. Yeah. So, like, it's so, she's so young. She's and she looks so, so different. Young. It's disgusting. She's so innocent. Isn't that one of her songs from Speak Now? Yeah, but that was about Kanye West. Oh, well, <laughs> close enough. She's still innocent. That was, like, during the brief period where, like, it was, like, a year later, and she was like, oh, it's okay. I forgive you, Kanye. And he was like, we all make mistakes, but <laughs> well, we know how that went down. I mean, we all know Kanye just continues to Kanye is mentally ill, things. and we need to stop feeding him. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Adidas said, see ya. I just saw that. Yeah, Adidas said, see ya. Um... Did you see that he just, like, pulled up porn and showed it to them during an executive meeting with no, Adidas? No, I didn't. I, I'm surprised that it's taking, like, anti-Semitism to finally fire him. Well, like, it should have happened a long time ago, but I'm glad, like, it's finally happening. I saw the Jamie Lee Curtis video of her being like, oh, I just can't believe this, and then I saw other people Trauma. talking about- Yeah. Trauma. <laughs> Well, but then I saw other people talking about, like, why is Jamie Lee Curtis losing her mind over, like, why are we getting Jamie Lee Curtis's opinion so strongly? She's just a passionate woman. Yeah. She (laughs) (laughs) And I support her. (laughs) I love Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, if we could add a character to this movie, I think it would be Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) If you've seen the new Halloween Ends, I think her, like, if you just, like, took her scenes from Halloween Ends and put it in this movie, it would still make so much, it would make sense. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I agree. Um, oh, I did introduce the characters already. Um, we have Mr. Boo Boo Stewart, who we yes. met in Descendants, and something else, I think, I don't remember. Yeah, and, um, as I said, I may be spreading false news, but I think he's from St. Louis, because I think I remember when this article, when this movie came out, there was an article in a local paper that was, like, St. Louisan in Twilight movie. I think that's true. May Fun. not be. And we also have Ms. Bryce Dallas Howard, um, a nepotism baby, but she's a nepotism baby that we like. She's Ron Howard's daughter, acclaimed director and star of the sitcom Happy Days as Richie Cunningham, narrator of Arrested Development. I had to point that out so Kelly would have something. <laughs> yeah, but also I feel like the nepotism isn't that strong because, like, I don't know this man. You've definitely seen movies he's directed. You just don't know it. <laughs> Probably, but, like, there are other nepotism babies that are much more obvious. To you. <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, she's, she was in The Jurassic World. She was in Rocket Man. She was in 50-50, The Help. She was Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3. Gwen Stacy, not Mary Jane. She yes. did not replace <laughs> Kristen Dunst. Yeah, that's the other thing. She took over Victoria. The original Victoria is not in this one. Um, and she was in the Black Mirror episode of Nosedive that I had to live tweet for a class once. We watched it in class, and 
Um, yes, she does look like Jessica Chastain. And yeah. I almost tweeted, like, do you think she looks like Jessica Chastain? And my friend was like, do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, tweet, like, knowing what I was doing. Yes. So, okay. now we can get into Now we can get into the movie. Um, an update. This came out June 24th, 2010. So, the last movie came out in November of 2009. So, they are, like moving up the release dates now like they are getting closer which i think you can tell in the quality of the movies and especially with like the actors and actresses they are a lot less happy as the movies go on they're a lot (laughs) more ready to be done with it all fun fact kristen stewart wore a wig during this movie because she cut all of her hair off to play joan jett yeah all of them wear wigs and (laughs) all of the wigs are so horrible they're so bad couldn't they they i I don't know how much money they spent on this, but they should have spent more on Harry Okay, by this point, they had billions of dollars. I know. Why did they- They could have part? invested in a quality hair and makeup person. What were they spending the money on? Special effects. Giant wolves. They're not even good <laughs> special effects. They're not that good. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe all the main actor, actors' paychecks went up significantly, so they were like, mm, gotta cut the wig budget. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, that's okay, because by the next movie, the amount of fucking actors in that shit, oh my god. So, well, at least part two. Um, okay, we open okay. on... Uh, another thing oh, I'd like no, to mention, d- sorry. We're not opening yet. Sorry, well, we're, we're about to, but um, this has a different director than at least the first Twilight, and I believe New Moon, I may be wrong on that. But you can tell that they have a different director because the first two movies open with Bella having a voiceover and we get these like sort of scenes. Um, This one starts off completely different. We see a kid walking home alone in the rain and then he starts getting attacked and he's like writhing in pain. And then we just cut to like Edward and Bella cuddling in their clearing. They're they're in their meadow. Yeah. (laughs) They're reading poetry aloud to each other. Um, but then it turns out to be a dream, which I guess kind of relates back to the first, or the second movie where she's having the oh, dream. Oh, I didn't realize this was a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is um, a dream, because well, she wakes up. in this meadow, Edward says, marry me, which was the cliffhanger we got left off at, what am I saying? In New Moon. <laughs> left off in New Moon. Yes. And Bella says no, because Bella doesn't believe in marriage, I guess, doesn't care about marriage. Also, Edward is like, if you agree to marry me, I will be the one to change you. And then Bella's like, that's coercion. Yes, Bella, that fucking is. Where is that attitude for the rest the way, of these movies? In New, in, no, in this movie, we just pass um, Bella and Edward's one year anniversary. <laughs> They've been dating for a fucking year. She's 18. She's 18. She's 18. And so rightfully so, she's like, why would I get married? Also, Are you married to the person you dated when you were 18? We're not. If so, <laughs> I hope it's very loving and fulfilling, but I know a lot of people who are not. <laughs> um, that's the other thing. Uh, I don't remember if this is in the book, books enough. And like I said, I do not have the time to go back and reread them. But Bella is afraid of getting, Bella's afraid of marriage because she watched her parents' marriage end very poorly. And she's like, uh, I don't know if I want to get married. I'm a child of divorce. Yeah, they didn't just explain that in this. Yeah, we get that. We get like a five minute scene of that very late into the movie, but whatever. Um, yeah, so Bella's back home. Um, she has a strict curfew now because remember, she just like got up and went to Italy without telling Charlie. And he's mm-hmm. like, you can't fucking do that. Yeah. Um, Charlie starts encouraging Bella to hang out with her other friends because she's spending so much time with Edward, which, good, we love Charlie. (laughs) Well, mostly he wants her to spend time with Jacob. He's like, uh, Jacob's having a hard time, blah, blah, blah. And Bella's like, I call Jacob. He won't fucking respond. I don't know what to tell you. And that's, we get a little voiceover and she's like, I hadn't seen Jacob since the night of the dance. Like, whenever 
Yeah, or, yeah, he, like, came and he was like, I, don't let him turn you into a vampire. Don't ah. let him turn you into a vampire, Bella. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, so Bella calls again, but, like, Jake hasn't talked to her, showed up, or anything. So she, um... She goes out to her car. Yeah. Um, Edward appears, because I guess she's, um, gonna go try and see him, but he's like, no, you can't see Jacob. This uh, whole, like, werewolves don't want Bella to see the vampires, and vampires don't want Bella to see the werewolves. Like, clearly... Neither of them are going to hurt Bella. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> because they're both being controlling little shits. This is where, like, we get to the Team Edward, Team Jacob bullshit, especially in this movie. And it's just like, I would say neither. But of the two, Jacob, I think, is a little worse. But we'll get yeah. to that more on. Yeah, definitely. But, but in this scene, so Bella tries to start her car and it won't start. Edward fucked with her car, so she literally can't drive. Like, it's not like he's just saying, don't do this. Like, I'm asking you not to. He has made it so she cannot. That is a problem. That is abusive. Yep. So, don't do that. Um, so, we also, okay, so there's this whole thing about after Bella is turned into a vampire, she, well, she can't see Jacob because of, like, the treaty and stuff, but I don't understand why she can't see her mom. Um, she, so the main thing is she's gonna look very different, so whenever you turn into a vampire, like, you become more radiant. They describe this in the books of, like, they're, like, the most beautiful creatures you ever see. Like, I don't know, I don't know why, but it's just a part of it. So, like, her family is going to know, and obviously her eye color is gonna change, and so her family's gonna be like, what the fuck? Um, so that's part of it. And also, like, they talk about this more, but whenever you're a newborn vampire, whenever you've first been turned into a vampire, you have, like, uncontrollable thirst. And so she's, a, I think she's also afraid to be around her family because she doesn't want to hurt them, obviously. They did not explain that. They're just like, well, I can't see them. And I'm like, why not? Like, you're hanging, you are a human hanging out with the Colons who go to high school. Like, well, I don't understand. Well, and she's also never going to age again. So how um, long can she, like, keep that up? Like, there's a lot. I, I feel like she could, like, have a couple years. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, if it's her mom, she could probably tell her. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, where are we? Okay, so we're at school. All the colons sit down with Bella's friends. Like, they're all besties. Yeah, so <laughs> like, we're in this They used to have two separate tables. But like, now the colons would sit by themselves. They were so exclusive. Everyone's like, oh, the colons. And now they're sitting down with, like, fucking Jessica and Mike. And they're like, hey, besties. Okay. Throw a party. But again, the timeline, right? So, New Moon ends probably in, like, February, maybe? Like, being generous. It's probably February, whenever New Moon ends. So and this is, like, weeks before graduation. Yeah, and the Cullens have been gone since September. Yeah. So then they come back for the end of the year, and no one's like, this is fucking weird. Well, and Bella guys. was, like, in a depressive, catatonic right. state. <laughs> and now she's just back with Edward. And no one's like, hey, Bella, maybe you should, like, slow your roller. The school here. counselor has the not stepped <laughs> in to say, girly. Uh, it's, this is, like, a small... Seattle, or not Seattle, Pacific Northwest School. They probably can't afford a counselor. I guess. <laughs> None of her teachers? Come on. At le even at my Catholic school, my teachers, whenever I'd be crying in the middle of class, would be like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'd be like, I just don't understand how to write an explication essay. I'm okay. <laughs> you got an A on your explication essay. I don't know. I, I wasn't crying on purpose. It was, I didn't understand. I was like, how can you take one line of a song and write an essay about it? But now that I've listened well, to Taylor Swift so much, much I understand. Well, that. Kelly did, and she got an A. Well, she got a B, but she would have gotten an A if she would have turned it in on time. Yeah, that was the fucking worst. Part. I remember oh this because you we were like, I can't look, I can't look, I can't look at it. And, I, and then you gave it to me, and I turned it over, and I'm like, Kelly. 
Uh, that was, a, yeah, the most tragic part because I was in the plays and musicals and it was taking over my life and I had no time. Horrible. Yeah. Anyway, all of her friends are like, this is fine. We're friends with the Collins. And Alice is like, I'm going to throw a graduation party. And Bella and Edward are like, that seems like a bad idea. Remember the last party you threw? <laughs> but Alice is Jasper. like, it's fine. Okay, this is another plot hole that we'll get to. Jasper is a newborn, apparently at that time, and tried to murder Bella. Which well, we'll get to. He's not a newborn. He's just the newest New of word, the Cullens. Which of doesn't the Cullens. make sense. And also, he's the newest to a vegetarian lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. They didn't <laughs> explain that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so all of the friends are so excited, like Jessica and Angela and all them, because they're like, the Cullens house? We have never fucking been there. We cannot wait. We will be there. Sign us up. Um, um, also, apparently, Jessica is valedictorian, which, like, good for her, but I don't see that being the case, because she's practicing her speech that we'll get to later. Um, I can see her being an overachiever. But yeah. maybe that's just, like, a stereotypical, like, Anna Kendrick role that I'm pushing onto her. I guess. I'm looking at her, like, up in the air. Well, because, like, Bella's supposed to be so smart, but I guess the she whole is? depressive. Yeah, she's I never smart. got that. <laughs> yes. Uh, she, but she's so depressed, so maybe that was part of it. And she was just, like, gone sometimes like for three months yeah yeah that'll put you behind (laughs) yeah um during lunch alice stops like raven baxter (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't get the eye little movement though (laughs) but she gets a vision bella can clearly see it and since edward can read minds he knows what the vision is bella knows she's in a vision but no one will tell her what it is yeah um bella and edward go to the police department there's these parents giving Charlie a photo of their missing son, because now there's, like, more killings that had started in Forks are now happening in Seattle. Hmm, maybe that's related to the first scene of the movie, of that person who is being mm, murdered or whatever. Um, and while they're there, Edward mentions that his parents bought Bella a round-trip plane ticket to see her mom in Florida, and it expires this weekend. Yeah, and so Charlie's like, well, it would be good for you to see your mom. And then Bella, so I'm, I think this is from the books, Bella makes up that there's a companion pass, and she's like, well, only if Edward can use the companion pass. And her dad's like, okay, fine, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Bella and Edward go visit Renee in Florida. Yeah, and the um, story that they're giving her is that after college, she's going to go to the University of Alaska, so she won't be able to, like, see her mom or anything. I mean... I'm sure flights to, to and from Alaska are not cheap. I mean, at least to Forks, it probably wouldn't be as expensive because, like, it's over there. Yes. But, yeah. Um, Mom gives her a graduation gift. It's a t-shirt quilt that doesn't... Yeah, Bella's very excited. She's just basically sad to say goodbye, and this is another time that Edward is trying to pressure her against turning into a vampire. That was, like, part of the reason for this trip, because yeah. Edward, you know, doesn't want her soul to be damned for eternity. Of course not. Um, and so he's like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to say good mo- goodbye to your mom. And he's also like, or you don't have to do it right now. You're literally 18. But Bella's like, no, I need to do it. I will admit, I, <laughs> as we've talked about before, we both grew up Catholic, Neither of us are necessarily super religious at this moment in time, but I feel like I would still want to baptize my kids because I don't want to subject them to eternal damnation. <laughs> um, I don't think that I will because I, uh, there's like, um, not, it's like the sin of omission where it's like, if they don't know about it, then like they're, uh, I forget what it's called, but. You just never tell them. Yeah. So if they never know that they're sinning, then it's fine. <laughs> And then they just don't grow up with Catholic guilt. Perfect. Wow, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what if, like, Jesus comes in 50 years and my children aren't baptized and they all go to hell? 
I think you need to tell the podcast the story about your neighbor who thought the rapture was happening. <laughs> I told that story the other day. <laughs> okay. Um, I used to go to and volunteer at my school's vacation Bible school. If you don't know what it is, it's like a week during the summer. It's like a national like program that they put in parishes. And it's, it's not like just Catholics. It's all like Christian denominations. Yeah. Um, it's just like a week where it's like a little like couple hours summer camp. You go around, you do a craft, you make a little snack, you learn some gospel story, and sing some songs. I'm a heathen and I never went, but I know a lot about it. Uh, yeah, I went there when I was a kid and then I did my service hours there as a counselor. There is this lady there, she's very, very nice, very sweet. Um, she was like the co-person in charge and she would tell the story <laughs> about how one morning, very early, she woke up to the sound of like trumpets playing and she thought, <gasps> It's the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> so she like wakes up her whole family. She starts like putting her makeup on, getting her hair ready. She's like, I gotta look good for Jesus. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, why else would there be trumpets in the air? She looks out the window. Alas, it is not the second coming of Jesus. It is little Timmy next door practicing for band before school. <laughs> that I want to say about religious like super religious people even when they mean well like why would that be your first thought is the rapture oh my god I told this story I, th- I feel like it was like early college I feel like it was after high school yeah we were at Maddie's house Maddie was upstairs asleep yeah it was like 2 a.m it was in her basement and I couldn't I was losing my mind that was the funniest shit I've ever heard it was like you know that point where you're like staying up late and you're all delirious and then I, I don't know how why I remember this story? <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Uh, that's basically Edward in this movie. Apparently, he's like very religious, as we'll get learn more about. Um, uh, yeah. Where are we? So, um, so we see we cut to the Cullens like hunting Victoria in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets chased onto the reservation where she gets chased by the wolves. Um, and uh oh, Emmett jumps into the territory. And he gets stopped by the wolf because they can't be there, and Victoria gets away. Again, I get that, like, they hate the Cullens, but I'm also like, don't you have, have a, common a common enemy? enemy. I know. Like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bella and Edward get back from Florida. They go to school, and Edward is like, stay in the car, Bella. But Bella obviously doesn't, because independent-ass woman, we love it. Uh, Jacob is standing there, and he's basically yelling at Edward. He's like, tell your siblings to stay off my land. And Bella's and like, Bella's huh? Like, what? And then Jacob's like, oh, he didn't tell you. We've been tracking Victoria. And Bella's like, Victoria's still around? What the fuck? Because <laughs> um, she knows that Victoria's after her. And she's mad at Edward because he lied. Um, yeah. Um, so that's when Bella realizes that Alice's vision she had at lunch the other day was about Victoria still hunting her. Um, and then Bella yells at Jacob for ghosting her and goes off with him on his motorcycle. Yeah. Even though they just arrived at school, do they not have school? Graduation's only a few months away. You gotta that's get those Be- exams in. That's why Bella's not the valedictorian, because <laughs> she's just ditching school left and right. Yeah, so she goes with Jacob back to, like, the tri- the like the house where everyone hangs out. All of the pack. And so they're all happy to see her, and they, like, joke with her. And then she meets Leah, and Leah is the first and only female werewolf. Um, this is, like, a big deal. There have never been any female werewolves in the her tribe. Her dad was the werewolf that got killed by Victoria in the last movie. Yes, Harry Clearwater. And so she turned, and it's, like, a big deal because um, they can read each other's minds. They have, like, whatever, walkie-talkies in their brains. And this is a big deal because she used to date um, 
Sam. Sam. And Sam and her were in love and everything was amazing. But oh no, Sam imprinted on Leah. On, uh, Emily. Emily. And so then he had to break up with uh, Leah and this was a big deal and there's a love triangle. Oh my god, it's horrible. Painful. So like imprinting, <clears throat> the way they describe it is like you just like look at a person and then all of a sudden you're like obsessed with them. Like, you, you have this need to protect them, and, like, you would do anything for them. I thought imprinting in, like, the real world was, like, whenever, like, a baby chick thinks you're their mom. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. But Should I look that <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, the whole thing is, like, very weird, and it's, like, it's supposed to be, like, this pure form of love, but it really just seems kind of, like, obsessive. Predatory? Not even, okay, not even predatory, because we'll get there, but, like, when used properly, I, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's gonna get weird. I know what fucking happened. <laughs> yeah, we all know what happens. But it's just, yeah, the whole thing. He's, so he's, like, it's describing it. And Bella's like, have you ever, like, imprinted on someone? Yeah, okay. Uh, a young animal comes to recognize another animal person or thing as a parent or other object of habitual trust. Yeah, I guess Stephanie really likes to take her creative liberties with this. This was <laughs> one of the facts. things. This is one of the things that um, the website that I linked in the last episode, the Quilite Tribe, like answered. They were like, "Imprinting is not real. You no! can love whoever you want." <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be? I think it's like I feel like I always thought it was a thing of like of werewolves, not just like anyone in the tribe. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he describes it, and Bella, he's like, no, I've never, like, imprinted on someone, like, if I did, you would know, or something. If I did, you would know. Yeah, so that's, oh, that's another thing I think we learn in the next book. Jacob's like, why didn't I imprint on Bella? I love her so much. Meh. Nah. Um, so. <laughs> we'll learn. We'll fucking learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Stephanie, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, we also, okay, so after that scene with Edward and Bella, we get this quick scene of this vampire in Bella's bedroom and then he like walks by a sleeping Charlie and like sniffs him and stuff and then he leaves the same vampire from earlier this blonde dude um Edward shows up at Bella's house later and he's like I almost broke the treaty because I was so worried about you and she's like chill I was with Jacob you know that he's my friend you know he's not gonna hurt me oh before this Bella also told Jacob that she was gonna turn after graduation yeah and then he freaks out obviously why would you do that yeah I just don't think that's necessary um, so whenever Edward shows up, he immediately smells that another vampire's been there, and he's like, oh no, this is not good. So he takes Bella to her, to his house. I guess Charlie is for somehow okay with that. <laughs> she's not grounded anymore. She doesn't have a curfew. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's over at the Cullen's house, and they're all discussing what's going on. They're like, okay, we'll take shifts protecting Bella, blah, they blah, can't blah, re- blah, They can't recognize the scent. Someone they've never met before. Yeah, and Rosalie is very mad. She's like, can we, like, stop doing this? Can we not have to do this all the time? And she ends up, like, storming out while they're all talking about what's going on. So Bella decides to go over and ask her what's going on. Wait. I think you're ahead of yourself. I am. Never mind. Um, because at this point, uh... They go to Jacob. Yeah, Bella recruits Jacob to help with the protection. And all the werewolves and all the vampires, they all love Bella. So they're like, anything for Bella. Yeah. Um, Edward drops Bella off with Jacob because the Cullens need to go hunt, and they obviously can't protect Bella when they're going to hunt to survive, so she's left with Jacob and the werewolves. Yeah, in this scene, I say that Bella's being dropped off like a child of divorce. Like, they meet (laughs) at the common ground, and they drop her off, and it's very awkward. Jacob brings her to a council meeting where she meets Seth Clearwater, uh, Boo Boo Stewart, and Mr. Black tells tribe stories of the cold ones. Basically the same things that we already heard yeah, in the first movie. We get this specific story of, like, the first time that they became wolves and, like, 
uh, met the vampires and they killed like this vampire leader and this woman was like distraught because it was her love and so she starts terrorizing the village and they find her and she's attacking like the main head of the vampires tribe. really need to become less codependent like <laughs> yeah they need to learn about healthy relationships there you have a hundred years and you've never gone to therapy and like <laughs> Come on. You could learn to be a therapist yourself. You've never, like, broken up with someone? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's either forever or someone kills them and you have to avenge them. For literally for life. You're mortal. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, she has, like, the tribe leader and she's going to kill him. But the tribe leader's third wife, I don't know why that's necessary detail, but his third wife sees what's going on and bravely decides to sacrifice herself. She, like, cuts her wrist so that the blood distracts the vampire and so the other wolves can attack and kill her uh but she cuts herself so deep that she dies but it's like oh she's a martyr it's fantastic and i'm like what's going on with this story the um, wolves didn't kill her no no oh. <laughs> she died because she cut herself too hard because like the vampire like goes to try and attack her but the wolves kill the vampire oh well you're just a dumb bitch <laughs> but she's a martyr she helped everyone blah whatever um, so they're like, oh, Bella, you're the first one to ever attend, like, a tribe council who's not, like, a part of the tribe, but, like, we decided you're welcome here. Cool. So, yeah. Um, we so also then, see Riley. Uh, yeah, we got to Seattle, Riley, and, like, all these other That's the vampire we've been seeing. I don't think we've yeah. said his name yet. Um, yeah, we see him with a bunch of, again, quotes, newborn vampires, recently turned vampires. They are feral, literally. They're they are... all responsible for the, Seattle, for the Seattle killings. Yeah. Um, someone is creating an army. Um, Arrow, the Michael Sheen from the Volturi, wants Edward and Alice to join the, join the Volturi, which they denied um, last movie, and they know, he knows that as long as the Colons are still alive, they'll never leave their family. So they think that they're trying to kill all the colons so that Edward and Alice will have no other choice. Yeah, so Bella and Edward are talking and she's like, I need to figure out what I'm going to tell everyone. Edward is pessimistic about the whole thing. She's like, whenever I turn, like, what am I going to tell them? I could never see them again. And um, Edward's like, maybe you shouldn't do this. Like, you need to think about the consequences of your choice. And um, Edward's like, I know that I don't have a soul and I hate myself because of it. So I don't want to take your soul. And, it, and uh, he's also kind of worried that Bella will, like, eventually change her mind and resent Edward for, like, taking away her soul. And the whole time, Bella's like, I don't fucking believe in this. I'm a goddamn atheist. But, um. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, uh, Bella's Bella, with Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob she, tells her that he's in love with her and he's like, he says, choose me. Pick me. Love me. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. Grey's Anatomy. Oh. It's like, I, I don't know exactly what, but I do know the context, which is Meredith is having an affair with Derek, who ends up getting married, but he's married to someone else. Oh, no. So she says, fucking says, choose me, pick me, love me, which is, ugh. Ugh. Um, anyway, Bella is insistent that she does not feel that way, but Jacob does not believe her. He's just like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You love me. Yes, you do. Yeah, over and over again, so much so that he kisses her, and Bella pushes him away, and then punches him in the face and breaks her hand on his face. Yeah, because werewolves are so strong. Yeah, so, uh, whenever Edward arrives, he comes over so fucking pissed, and Edward's like, if you touch her again without her permission, I will literally murder you. And... The one thing, the one healthy thing Edward did is that with without her permission. Because he's like, you know what? If she doesn't love me, that's fine. 
And we kind of love to see it. It doesn't make up for all of the other shit he does, but at least it's, like, a little bit of, like, I'm not trying to control her entirely. Mm -hmm. So, small thing. Um, so Bella goes to get fixed by Dr. Colin. Again, free healthcare. Incredible. <laughs> um, and this is when Rosalie gets upset at the conversation of Yeah, Bella's, like, joking Bella. with Emmett about, oh, whenever I'm, like, a newborn, like, I'm gonna be able to fight you, blah, blah, blah. And Rosalie is pissed. She walks off. And so Bella decides that this is when she's going to go have a conversation with Rosalie, which she's never done before, according to anything I've read. So she goes over to, like, Rosalie, and she's like, hey, um, I know we're not really friends, but, like, sorry. And she's like, you don't understand what you're doing. She's like, I would not have chosen this life. I did not choose this life. I was dying, and Carlisle decided to save me. I wish he hadn't. Yeah, basically, so, like, Rosalie, I feel like it was, like, the 40s ish we get like a little flashback yeah um she was engaged she was loving life but then she was gang raped and yeah <laughs> left so, for ted and like the whole thing of rosalie's story is that all she ever wanted was like a family and like this deep like long-lasting love she wants to like growing old with someone she wants all of that and she did not get that and so after she got turned into a vampire she did decide to get her revenge yes. and she went after all of the members of these people who like harmed her one by one leaving her like ex-boyfriend to be the last one she shows up in a fucking wedding dress because she's yes. that bitch love it yes and then she kills him too because he deserves it um so yeah she tells that story but she's basically like i wish that like i wouldn't but that i didn't have this life and i think you're giving it up and i think you're stupid yeah, and Bella's like, oh, well, I only want Edward in this life. And Rosalie's like, your thirst for blood will be stronger. Yeah. <laughs> um, Riley is yelling at newborn's behavior back in Seattle just because they're all wild and crazy. Yeah. The and Volturi is watching. Yeah, not all of them. This is just Jane and then some of, like, the younger members of the Volturi. And they're just like, should we, like, consult Arrow or step in? And Jane's like, no, we need to decide on our own because Arrow is being watched. Because Alice is, like, looking out to see what Arrow's deciding. I guess she's not looking out for the other members of the Volturi. Anyway. It's not. Um, yeah. Somebody has a graduation. They Jessica graduate. gives her speech, which I remember at the time thinking, like, oh, my God, this is so deep. Because she's like... How are we supposed to figure out what we're gonna do when we're 18? Like, I don't fucking know, bitch. I just wanna party. I still Not exactly. Don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's just like, how are we, why are we supposed to figure it out? I don't know what I want forever. And this is when Bella's like, hmm, do I know what I want forever? But she fucking does. Um, so. Mm, well, we've never seen Bella past Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> Should we, I think we need to check in. <laughs> yeah, we need a follow up. Just what we need. Um, yeah, so then everyone's at the Cullen's after party. Jacob and his friends arrive. Bella's still mad at Jacob. He apologizes and gives her a wolf charm bracelet for her, or charm for her charm bracelet. Yeah. Um, Alice has a vision that the newborn army is coming to Forks. So Col the Cullens and the wolves all discuss. And all the wolves are like, oh, we'll fight with you too. Well, yeah. So luckily this vision is four days out. So they have yeah. time. They have four days. Yeah, because then they start, the werewolves and vampires start training for the fight. Yeah, Jasper's going to train everyone on killing people because he has the experience. Uh, we'll get more about it. But he was a yeah. fucking confederate he was a soldier. That's why I was confused because we saw Rosalie in the 1940s. Yeah. And if Jasper was a Confederate soldier, he obviously was not the youngest, but I guess it makes sense. If he's, he's the, he's the newest was a vegetarian. vegetarian. Well, the newest vegetarian and also the newest to the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we learned that newborns are like much more physically powerful. Um, so in. 
in the Civil War, apparently, they created newborn armies because they're so strong. It's like um, in one of the wars many years ago, I don't remember, they would give the soldiers this drug that would, like, make them continue fighting after they died. <laughs> I just remember that vividly from A-Push. So. I don't remember that. Yeah, in one of the wars, they did that. It's like that. These vampires, they're so powerful that obviously they're going to kill all the humans. Yeah, um, a pretty girl bit him to join the army, and then he trained all these newborns, and then he killed them. But then Alice saved him. Yay. Amazing. Um, Bella had a dream that Victoria is behind the newborn army. Like, ooh, big surprise. Yeah. Um, um, also, <laughs> during this part, Wolf Jacob comes over and stands by Bella, and we get this scene where she, like, pets his head. <laughs> and if you've seen the pictures yeah. of her petting, like, Jacob in, like, the suit, it's the funniest thing. That's all I can think about. I had to put that in the notes. Um, Edward agrees to, like, hide Bella up in the mountains and not fight, and they bring Jacob to, like, help mask Bella's scent. Um, again, Jacob is still insistent that Bella loves him, kind of aggressively, but she still says no. Yeah. Um, Bella and Edward tonight will have the house to themselves while the family goes hunting. Yeah, Bella is, like, very excited by this, so she, Um, like, gets- Yeah, Alice- uh, told Charlie, because Alice and Charlie are besties, yeah. and I love it. No, Charlie's like, I like that Alice girl. Of course you do, because Alice is the best character in this series, and I knew it because I had good taste since the beginning. <laughs> um, this is also um, the scene where Bella has, like, a little, like, heart-to-heart with Charlie. Yeah, well, she's telling, she told Charlie that her and Bella are having a sleepover tonight. Yeah. Um, and then Bella's like, hey, Charlie, like, why'd you never get married after you and Mom broke up? And he's just like, oh, like, I never found the right person. And then Bella's like, oh, I thought you gave up on the institution of marriage. And he was like, I did it. I just Not didn't really. fall in love again. <laughs> you can't force um, it. And then Charlie starts trying to give her the talk. He's like, just make sure you use protection. And she's like, I'm a virgin. <laughs> Edward's old school. I love it. Charlie's just trying to be a good dad. He's just like, hey, like, Make sure you're not, like, rushing into things because you're fucking pregnant. We don't want that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I'm a virgin, shut up! Yeah, and then leaves. (laughs) I love it. Um, so Bella arrives at the house. Edward gives her a charm for her charm bracelet. Yeah, it's a heart-shaped diamond. A literal diamond. Okay. Um, Um, and he has set up a bed for Bella because, you know, he doesn't sleep. He never had a bed in his room. Yeah, there's a bed in his room now. And so Bella's like, hey, can I negotiate my own condition of, like, I will wait uh, till after graduation and have you change me, but I want something else. But I want to get railed first. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) whatever you want. So Bella starts, like, making out with him, and it's getting hot and heavy, and Edward's like, we need to stop. She's like, I want to do this, like, while I'm still a human. (laughs) Yeah, and Edward's like, no, that's fucking dangerous. Let's not. Um, and she's like, please. Which is also, like, not great. She's being a little, like, manipulative. Edward said no, no He's means like, no. no, I want to wait till marriage again to protect your soul. <laughs> well, he's like, this is the one rule I haven't broken. Edward is, is 108 years old and he is a virgin. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, this, like, also, I, like, missed it. Because, like, I knew this because this obviously garnered a lot of online conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, I missed this part in the conversation when he says this is the one rule I haven't broken. I completely missed that. Like, I knew it. Yeah. But I did not. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. It's a whole thing. And so this is, again. 108 years, dude. I feel like this is, again, Stephanie Meyer putting her little Mormon seeds in this. Yeah. Of, like, oh, look at that. They waited till they were married. Wow. Mm. That's what. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, um, so Edward, um... Edward then proposes again? Yeah. And he has a like, ring this time. If we were back in my time, I would have courted you and then asked your father, and then he gives her her his 
mother's ring. It's an ugly ass ring. Okay, <laughs> this is another thing. So it's described in the book. I I don't remember this, but I saw TikTok about it. It's described in the book as a um mosaic ring, and like that's kind of what it is. But like it should be like not gaudy and horrible. It looks like an egg. Yeah. No. Stephanie Meyer was like, I want it to look like out of date because it's from like a different time. But there's a way to do that that isn't ugly. Like it didn't yeah. need to be ugly. Um. So anyway. Yeah. So. He, like, officially proposes, and she says yes. Okay, I guess, I guess she, she was saying no the whole time. Yeah. Oh, um, also, the bi- one of the reasons Bella w- was really pushing to have sex before is because she's like, well, everyone keeps talking about when I'm a newborn, all I'm going to want to do is, like, kill people, and, like, I don't seem feel like that's a good time to have sex. And I want to get like, it. Yeah. And Edward's like, well, just wait. I love it's that. Fine. I love that Bella is taking charge of her sexuality. She knows what she wants. Unfortunately, she's being suppressed. <laughs> well, also, but, like, it's okay for Edward to say no. He's allowed to say he no. Is a, he's allowed to say no. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But I also love the initiative. But also, the other thing is Bella feels rejected, because she's literally throwing herself at this man that she's dating and he's like no and she's like oh no he hates me because i'm ugly but it's like no he's just a prude <laughs> no offense sorry <laughs> no he's he's just he's old-fashioned old-fashioned i don't want to say that like he's, everyone has their own choices do no. what you want yeah do what you don't do what you don't want well my whole thing is that he's just like this is gonna also damn me like no i don't think that's gonna damn you to hell i think <laughs> god has other things to worry about than whether or not you're a virgin <laughs> You're immortal anyway. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you're already damned to hell. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yeah. It's, do, do what you want. Um, uh, where were we? Okay, so, yeah, well, that was always a conversation that I, like, everyone always like, oh, it's Edward so dumb. And I'm like, you know what? Like, we all got our own choices. Just it's, 108 years. I don't know if I would do that personally. <laughs> well, he's finally found his true love. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Victoria manipulating Riley into thinking that the Cullens are evil. Yeah. Um, she won't be fighting them, essentially. We're kind of learning that Victoria is just creating this army to go kill the Cullens, which is still mad. Um, but Riley doesn't know that it's because they killed her lover. Yeah, so back in, like, where the fight's gonna happen, Bella's putting her blood everywhere, and Jasper's like, oh, this is gonna make the vampires go crazy. Edward's like, oh, I can be around the scent of your blood now. And he's also like, why aren't you wearing your ring? And Bella's like, I didn't want to lose it, which is valid, that's fair. But he's like, it's because you don't want Jacob to see. And she's like, I don't want to distract him while he's, like, fighting off vampires. I feel like that's a fair thing to not do. To not yeah. bring up. Um, the newborn army swims to Forks. Yeah, no, not even, like, swim. They just, like, emerge from the water and just, like, walk in the water. <laughs> um, Bella, Jacob, and Edward are hiding in the mountains. It's snowing overnight, and no one thought to, like, pack any reinforcements for Bella. <laughs> yeah, so Bella's freezing, so Jacob has to come in the tent and warm her up with his incredibly hot body literally temperature hot temperature wise yeah and edward is like can you like not think about fucking my girlfriend maybe while you're doing this but yeah bella's sleeping and jacob and edward are fighting and jacob's like you know i'm so much better for her she can stay a human and edward's like yeah i do know that well no edward is literally like if she wants you she can have you like i think that would be better i told her yeah but he's like and Jacob's like, if you stayed away long enough, she would have settled for me, literally. And Edward's like, okay, but, like, we both almost died whenever that happened. He's like, so. I clearly cannot force her to do what she does not want to do. Yeah. And again, this is where Edward is, like, kind of a better choice, but only ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Yes. And so Edward is also like, thank you for, like, taking care of her when I was gone. And he's like, you know, if we weren't mortal enemies because we're vampires and wolves, we'd probably be friends. And then Jacob's like, no, we wouldn't be. <laughs> 
Um, so Seth arrives the next morning to relieve Jacob of his duties. Um, Edward starts talking about the engagement, knowing that, like, Jacob is listening. So he gets pissed and runs off. Bella follows, and Jacob tells, he's like, give me a reason not to go and just get myself killed. And Bella's like, kiss me! So they well, leave. Well, Bella is like, I care about you. Like, I don't want you to do this. And he's like, not enough. Not good enough. Ugh, and so then she's like, kiss me. This is manipulative. <laughs> yeah, no. This is why Jacob's the fucking worst. So yeah, she's like, kiss me. And then after they kiss, he's like, that should have been our first kiss. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go off to the battle now. Bye. And he, yeah. And so Edward read his mind this entire time. He never had any intention of sacrificing himself or doing any of that. It was purely for manipulation. So that's why whenever Bella gets back and she's like, hey, sorry I kissed someone right after we got engaged. He's like, you were manipulated it's fine. I feel like I'd still be a little upset about that, but whatever. Well, because Bella's also like, yeah, I do love him, but I love you more. Well, <laughs> and, like, she loves him like a brother. I don't know yeah. why she can't just say that, but whatever. Yeah, anyway, um, the battle begins. Edward can, like, see it all. And Edward is reading Seth's mind because Seth is the walkie-talkie oh. with the pack. Uh, he's giving Bella a play-by-play, but unfortunately, Victoria caught Edward's scent, um, and Riley arrives out of nowhere with Victoria close behind. Both Edward and Victoria start trying to, like, uh, convince Riley. Edward's like, you don't want to do this. Like, Victoria's using you. She loves James, and she just wants to kill us for revenge. Yeah, Victoria Victoria keeps saying, like, they're lying. They're trying to manipulate you, which is what she is trying to do. Uh, Edward calls Victoria out, and he's like, she's just doing this because we killed her lover. She doesn't even care about you. Um, So Victoria goes to tackle Edward, uh, like, trying to go for Bella, um, the wolf is fighting Riley, but then he gets, like, pushed off. Edward pushes a tree down, and Victoria Jacob. falls. Jacob came in and fought Riley before, I don't know. Maybe it I was. I can't tell them apart. Yeah, I mean, they're just wolves. So, yeah, uh, so, Bella remembers the wolf story, because, uh, Victoria has Edward, and she's, like, he's, like, cracking. Which, okay, the other thing is that you have to burn the body parts of a vampire to, like, kill them. What happens if you just rip them apart? Like, are they gonna, like form back together i would like an explanation for that because then edward breaks victoria's head off and burns her in the snow well first they like stand there and they're like okay and then they're like oh the the volturi is coming we need to go like get down there so then he throws a lighter on her and she immediately is just engulfed in flames are vampires super flammable i feel like they they must be okay because, like, she's also in the snow, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is the logic here? I feel, yeah, I feel like vampires must be <laughs> gasoline. Incredibly flammable. <laughs> A really good fire starter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Cullens, like, ended up winning the battle, but now the Vittori are on their way. Jacob gets hurt by a loose newborn, and the pack takes him away to heal. Yeah, so the other thing is that wolves heal really quickly, and so uh, Carlisle's like, I would try and set his bones now, but the Volturi are coming, and we don't have time for this. So, um, it's yeah, like... Ever- that Dr. Carlisle is just... Yeah, and, okay, also, they're like, okay, we don't want them to see Bella hasn't changed yet. But then, instead of, like, taking her out, they're like, oh, well, they're coming, so I guess we're just gonna stay here. The same thing with, like, the baseball scene, whereas if they would've just left... Right. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, so the Volturi come. They see that, like, they haven't killed everyone. They see the young vampire that, like, Carlisle and Esme tried to, like, make a part of the family. And they're like, oh, no. And like, Jane ah, starts no. torturing her with pain. And they're they like, kill her anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't really know why they decided to leave. <laughs> I don't know. They have they, they talk to each other, and they're basically just like, we don't give second chances. Like, we're going to tell Arrow that Bella's still human, so you better get to it. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Carlisle's operating on Jacob. He Bella. has to go re-break all of his bones to reset them because they've already healed improperly. So he's like screaming. Um. And then after he leaves, he's like, "Oh, Be- Bella, he was asking for you." So Bella goes in there. I don't know what he says. I just wrote Jacob is still annoying. <laughs> yeah. No. They like talk, and he's basically just like, "I'm in love with you still." Blah blah blah. And Bella's like, "I don't like you like that. I love you, but not like that." And Edward's like. Uh, this Jacob. pain's even worse. Or yeah, Jacob's like this pain's even worse than having my bones broken. So not once can Jacob ever be like, okay, I understand. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, settle. No. So Bella, settle for me. Yeah, Bella <laughs> leaves, and she's just like, this is stupid. Um, uh, so we're back in their meadow. <laughs> yes. Bella and Edward are talking about wedding planning, and Bella's like, I want to get married before my next birthday. She's like, Alice is an amazing party planner. She's just going to do everything. August and, 13th. Yeah, and Edward's like, I want you to, like, have a part in this. Like, this is your wedding. And Bella's like, I don't give a shit. I just want to sleep with you, butthead. <laughs> she basically explains. She's like, oh, I never, I always felt like I never fit in, and now I know why. I'm meant to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, a weird scene. And she's like, the Cullens, you are all a part of my world, and this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, she's like, it's not just about you, Edward. I'm like, mm, I feel like that's not true, ma'am, but that's fine. Uh, so Bella decides that she wants to do things right, so she wants to tie herself to Edward in every possible way. And she's like, we have to tell Charlie we're engaged first. Ha ha, this is going to be dangerous. <laughs> Uh, Edward puts the ugly ass ring on her finger and they caress and that's the end of the movie. I was kind of disappointed this one didn't end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like the last one. I mean, I guess the cliffhanger is like, they're getting married. Um, I'm pretty sure Breaking Dawn Part 1 ends on a cliffhanger, so. I know it does. (laughs) (laughs) So, fun. Um, I don't know if it's going to be for Part 1 or Part 2, but we're going to have a guest on the pod. Special guest and friend of the pod. Sada, sada. She also read the Twilight books, and hopefully she can uh, remember it better and provide more context than I can, because I'm not the best at it. But that was Eclipse. Eclipse is probably maybe my least favorite Twilight movie. So I gave this a one out of five. (laughs) Yeah, I'd probably give this like a two. It's not great. (laughs) Don't love it. It's it's just like long. And like, so we get to graduation, and we're only halfway through the movie at graduation. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing for the other half of the movie? I've been watching these by renting them on YouTube so I can watch them at twice the speed. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Because it's so long. <laughs> yeah. And, like, is this newborn army, is this, uh, benef- like, um, contributing to the future plot in any way whatsoever? No, I think the whole point of it was just to give backstory on the other Cullens. And I know that we get some backstory on Alice and Emmett, but I don't know if it's in the next one or if it was just mentioned in Eclipse and they didn't show it in the movie. So... Yeah, it was just to give a backstory to Jasper, basically. And that's another thing that people talk about. Like, why did Stephanie have to make him a Confederate soldier? Like, why couldn't he be fighting for right. the Union? Why? <laughs> like, oh, he's a Southern gentleman. Like, there's so many things that he could have done. Like, he could have been in a different war. Like, he could have been Southern and been in a war, and it wasn't the Civil War. It could have been, like, about the Revolutionary race. War. <laughs> yeah. So the whole thing is, like, people are like, why, why did it have to be like that? And why did she have to, like, glorify his, like, yeah. It's a whole thing. So. Was he ever like, oh, I was a confederate. That was bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- there's like a little thing about like, he's like, and then I met Alice and she like changed my life or whatever. So I'm sure Alice was like, okay, we're going to do some critical race theory <laughs> before it existed. <laughs> what was the reason for the Civil War? State's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So that was Eclipse, everyone. 
The worst is yet to come, kind of. <laughs> we'll get there. I don't think I've seen bits and pieces of Breaking Dawn Part 1. I just, I just, I vividly remember um, half-dead Bella with all of her blood gone. I think that's Part 2. Oh, uh, was that when she gives birth? I think so. I'm not, I could be wrong, I don't know. Oh. Um, I'm gonna save the rest of my thoughts for the next episode. <laughs> we'll see ya in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye.